0: Let's get started with the show.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the
0: event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Breathe normally as oxygen is flowing even if the mask. Be sure to adjust your own mask. hello 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 everyone welcome to the whole little podcast where we step out and speak on sexuality this is your favorite host bernard e. scott also known as flavor jackson and for you freaking motherfuckers out there Sebastian ass on today's episode we will be talking about virginity shame and with me i have adrian her roommate warren as yes. well as Ortiz and tyrell so, um, well, like I said, we will t- be talking about virginity shame. So it's like, what fuels this need to shame other people will probably be something that we'll be talking about. Uh, probably uh, what our first experiences was like, uh, non-traumatic, uh, because this is Hovember and with November, I try to make sure that we keep a positive vibe and not necessarily deal with the traumatic experiences, because those are conversations that happen um throughout the remainder of um the whole be podcast and this is just a uh, a month of just all the positive things so uh, when if we do start talking about the um like first experiences let's go with the first positive experience that you've engaged in when it came to your sexual uh sexual encounters and all those other good things. So uh, just wanted to put that out there, because I even know from my past, with my uh, history of whatever traumatic experiences I've uh, had, um, but that's not the conversation of Hope Inver. So uh, even if we're going to talk about my first experience, I will only talk about my first wonderful experience that was great, <laughs> that I consider you my virginity. So, virginity shame. Um, and like I said, that's the first thing that we'll talk about. When did you lose your virginity? And again, I uh, have to start the conversation off. Uh, I lost mine when I was 19 years old. Uh, I was in college. Uh, I was away on fall break. And I was just at a moment when I was like, you know what, fuck it. I, I'm tired of the pressure that I'm putting myself to engage in sex, to explore this. And I was like, you know what? Let me download this app uh well i already had an app on my phone but let me actually have conversations with people see who i feel comfortable with even inform them that hey if we do have sex this will be my first time um uh, hoping that the person that's on the other end was going to be patient with me but i just um I automatically had that need of comfort and safety and security before I even wanted to pursue that uh, that chance with them. We talked about condoms, we talked about um, where we'll be we having sex, um, my level of comfort, are we going to continue to have conversations as the process goes. Uh, and the great benefit of my first experience is that the person that I had sex with, uh, was very communicative. They um, provided a space for us to get comfortable with knowing each other. Um, we chatted for about an hour, and then we you know, did the do. Uh, and I lost my Virginia on trampoline, which was great. Yes, I did. I sure, I sure did.
2: <laughs> You are a fun bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you just be living. I'm jealous. Just,
0: a out, just a little bit.
2: Just wow. a
0: little bit. You did transition from the uh, trampoline to uh, the back porch. So, it was, yeah. So, anybody walked outside, they would have seen burning out here fucking. So. <laughs> Look at God, I'm good.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Doctor Scott, right there? y'all, y'all get babies burning. No, he been yeah. <laughs> He's out here living for y'all, babies.
2: There.
3: Look,
0: if you need the whole story to tell your friends, feel free to steal mine. <laughs> yeah, feel free. I, look, I'm not going to say it's me. No, it's you, boo. I love it for you. Enjoy it.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, who else would like to share their story?
2: So I guess I'll start. Um, so I lost my virginity to women. See, I don't like to say love. See, I like, this pussy is a prize. Yeah. So I gave my virginity to a woman, a white woman. I know, I'm sorry. Y'all, y'all didn't see that part. Like, so Let me explain how that happened, guys. I gave my virginity to a white woman because I, that was all I was around. Like I, I was, was in private school. Now she explained it It was niggas, It was one of the black girls and she loved the Lord. So I wouldn't get in the box. She
0: said, okay, y'all are now still in my black car today. I'm going to explain everything in great detail.
2: To explain it. Because we all know how I feel. <laughs> but yes, um, it was super cute, super magical. Like it was everything actually it was nothing that I thought it would be and but what it was was like super awesome we ended up she was actually she actually became my girlfriend we dated for two years um so freshman year to junior year wow. um and then I gave my virginity to a man my actual medical physical hymen <laughs> to a man um when I was 18 on prom. Yes, I was 18 years old, I was so beautiful. I had this like banging red dress on, had, you know, working, you know, this was back when I was young, so the body was snatched, you hear me? And um, the guy that I gave it to was actually my mom's best friend's son. And unbeknownst to me, he had been checking for me since we grew up together. So he had had a thing for me since, I think he said since I was like 10 and he's two years older than me. So he was 12 when we met, I was 10. And you know, our moms got closer. You know, when your mama got a friend, you friends with the kid, cause y'all don't get around each other. And I always thought he was handsome, but I just, my self-esteem wasn't there um, from other traumas from my daddy raggedy ass family. So I didn't know that I was a little cutie, right? So in my, it was like, when he actually told me like, I like you and I want to date you. And I talked to your mom when she said we could talk, we can, you know, we can date. It was just like, what? Like this world is for me as well. And that was like really, really fulfilling. Um, It actually helped me. That was like the beginning of my self-awareness journey as to I am not what my father's family said I was. I actually have value. I am beautiful. I am sweet. I do deserve love. So him, me giving him my virginity was kind of like a validation process for me as a person. Now, I know you're not supposed to find your validation outside of yourself. However, that's what that did. Um but like you said when you know we went to prom and you know we had a good time, we danced, we took photos, etc. and then, you know, it came to the point where he's going to take me home and he was like, so, you know, like I like you, you like me, you know, we get made out, we get done over the clothes stuff, you know, I am late to the D, you know? oh, uh, it wasn't like girthy, but it was long. So his wiener was intimidating because, again, as no wiener having bitch, like it was like all of that in this box. I don't know. But um, when he asked like, "Do you want to take that step?" I was like, "If I'm gonna take that step, I would want to take it with no one with you." And so he talked to me, and like we kissed. He was really gentle, and I was like, "What if I bleed?" He was like, "That's okay." Like it's it's us. And uh one thing that he did is remember y'all, Dick was dick was dicking and I was real scared of that dick because not because it wasn't dick, but because it was some be off. <laughs> I, I was like, You can't just come out the gate going straight to the major leagues. Like I'm not Michael Jordan, I need to be developed, I need to be, you know, trained or whatever. But him being a seasoned dick giver, he, he did the right things. He out. He got me very aroused. Like, when I tell you puddles, puddles. <laughs> <laughs> the was ready. By the time he put it in, I wanted nothing more than to get it. So the fear went out the window and the hole came inside. And, and so did he. But we wore We used the condom, So no babies in this puss. But um, he was very gentle, very tender, very loving. And it was honestly like I know it sounds so cliche, but it was the most magical night of my life. <laughs> yes. And then after we, you know, broke the barrier or whatever and had the first time, got yeah, crazy. Like I became that girl for him. Um, which is different because it kind of set the bar way high for niggas, because the next nigga I had sex with,
3: you no. Know, oh so my god.
2: <laughs> i was so disappointed, <laughs> there was no jazz, there was, there was no rhythm, it was just a bunch of just, it was a mess, like it was very, was, this ain't, this ain't that, like, oof. so he, he definitely set the bar very high. Um, Vernon is laughing because it was his roommate. So now,
0: that's who it was. He said freshman year, and Rachel says roommate. Now,
2: I'm going to get the Easter egg. Oh, God, hey, Dustin. Dustin. Oh, my God, that was no his actual way. name. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, you didn't do You know.
0: Dustin, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm, I'm sorry, Ben. You, you, you yeah. can pop, lock, and drop it, so. you know. <laughs>
2: oh, you can experience all, Dustin. Yeah. That's how you got me. Because I was like, ooh, and he can dance, he can fuck. No, no. The data does not reflect that. <laughs> <laughs> but bless you, Justin. I hope you found somebody. Um, but yes, so my first times were actually both very magical in their own rights in both senses. So it was awesome. But I like to say, like I noticed you said when you were telling us about yours, you felt pressure to, you know, go ahead and do it, get it over with, blah, blah, blah. And I think I did not feel that pressure. And I really think it comes down to our gender, You were being perceived as a cisgender male at the time, and me being perceived as a cisgender female, what do they do to females, what do they do to males? They expect you to be out here dropping take off, like UPS. They expect me to keep a pussy on the lock and key. So I never felt pressure to give it up. I actually felt shame that I wanted to give it up because as a woman, I'm not supposed to like sex, I guess. <laughs> so, I that was where, <laughs> we had the reverse struggle. You were you were pressured to give it up. I was pressured to keep it, to the it, but I didn't want to. Does that make me a whore? Maybe, bitch. And if it does, that's why I'm so good at it now. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I find that interesting. That you know, I like that part of your story, like how um, you felt what you felt and I felt what I felt. It's all because society told us that's what we should be doing. Yeah. When in all actuality, we should have just got our rocks off
0: exactly and i thought my experience of of losing mine i literally went from zero to ten with my body count within six months yeah my eyes was look and the 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 thing about that is that uh after i got to that point i decided let me do some reflection because this is not you this is not me this is not who i thought i would be as a sexual being Mm -hmm. um so I took a break and I reflected on what is the cause of this? Why am I in this behavior? Which is also the thing that brought me to my journey of self-care my and brought me back to loving myself once again because I realized, oh, look, I already had sex. Granted, the first experience was great, but I also realized that I was validating my beauty by having sex with other people mm-hmm. in order to maintain that, oh, other people really do find me attractive as I thought I was as I and myself as being but you know um, being on these apps and having people like um, talk bad about you or even just the uh, idea of seeing no facts no film no old people on a regular basis just made me feel a lot more self-conscious so it's like okay what can I find what nugget exists for me and I need to uh, hold on to that nugget and um, like
2: Cultivate, the nugget.
0: Yeah, cultivate that nugget so that I can feel that love ongoing or I can feel that appreciation for my looks, my body and all of that but when I took that break and realized all these things I just reframed a lot of my identity and my relationship with sex and that's also Which what uh, what kind of birthed my desire to even write that book Mm -hmm. is by taking that break and recognizing oh this is the thing that happened to me like I even know that some of that was rooted in the childhood traumas that we're not digging into today but it's just acknowledging that and knowing that this is the thing that's impacting me this is the thing that's um, weighing on the conversations I have with other people the um, the way I express myself. Uh, like and just so you know it, it just weighed so much on me that i like having that moment to just release that energy release that that hold that those past traumas had on me just did a lot of great things for me uh it opened some new doors It opened some new experiences it opened new ways of loving myself that i didn't even think i even i could have mm-hmm. so it's like
2: yeah. I love the you that you are. Like I, I didn't meet you at the beginning of the process. I met you probably around college, you were just starting to walk into
3: mm-hmm. who
2: you are now. And I was just always instantly drawn to you, like your energy, you're so like you just you're just so great. So like I love you. <laughs> and like it's but over as knowing you over the time that I have known you, I've seen you develop and grow and really like I model my confidence off of you. Like I watch how you live and interact with the world, and I'm just like, if Vernon can do it, I can do it. If Vernon can love himself, I can love myself. And it's just like I tell you all the time. Oh shit, yeah. that's good energy. That's how you know. That's the spirit.
0: That's the energy you All the time, King.
2: Like, I kind of have a privilege <laughs> to know you, to love you, and be loved by you, to be your friend. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the greatest accomplishments of my life. So not only did you do that journey for you, you did it for me too. For all of the holilic we've been, you know, burn and walk so that we could run. And we're all gonna have sex. Okay, <laughs> okay.
0: So um, you know, live events, we can start. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh now she got me in! Oh Jesus! <laughs> yes. Okay. I love that was you. to share that. Um, while I get my tears and stuff going over here in the background, Um to have a story that you want to share about your first time, what have you? Sure. Um, um, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Cardinal. No, no,
1: you go first. No, you go first. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> so I actually lost my virginity at twenty-five um so that in 20 it was january 2019 because i remember the month it was like a little bit after new year's and
2: before
1: the pandemic oh yeah so and yeah so just in case obviously all for audience that don't know i'm a same gender loving man and the reason why i chose to wait was for several reasons One, I never really had like a proper sex education growing up. So the only thing that was talked about in school regarding sex was like when we were in health class and pretty much we learned the biology of sex. And basically they showed a whole bunch of slides about STDs. Like that was really like the extent to what they talked about sex. So I didn't necessarily know that sex was about pleasure growing up. I really connotated sex to be something that like adults did and i always knew kind of like there was like a seriousness of it because i didn't even i wasn't even in the mind frame of thinking about uh you know f- you know same sex attraction or anything like that i strictly thought about sex in the state- nature of okay if i had sex you know obviously i was thinking in the mindset of with a woman that you know what happens if she gets pregnant you know, and just, you know, all these kind of, you know, tradition, you know, kind of like traditional things. So for me, growing up, sex was never like a connotation about pleasure. It was about basically like reproduction. And knowing that and this was coming before I knew I had like a same, you know, gender attraction. Um, but yeah, so I didn't date in high school. Um, I actually did not even engage in self pleasure for myself until I actually got to my first year of college um so i had a lot of latent latent what you would think of latent development when it comes to expression of sex and sexuality and so yeah my first time uh was with a um a very good friend that i still have um i knew that i did not want to be in a relationship when i did have sex for the first time i didn't think of myself as a relationship person i am um, a poly person but this was before i knew anything about poly or anything regarding i just thought of You know relationships is just like a one a one-minded thing so because i didn't want that i kind of just you know refrained from it and so eventually when i got to that place um i met a great you know great friend and so as i was talking to him about you know some of my fears and my anxieties and things like that he was like well you know if you come to that point where you know you want to you know obviously you know have sex, you know like you know he was willing to you know obviously to do it and the thing is i think my my set, not necessarily criteria, but I knew I wanted my first time to be with somebody who I considered to be a close friend because I've always valued the nature of friendship. And two, I did not want to have any regrets. I used to hear stories a lot of time about when, about, you know, people who would sleep with people and they regret it. And so even though I wasn't in like a love or relationship mindset, I was just like, well, no, I I definitely don't want that for myself. I don't want to be in a situation where it's like I sleep with some you know I have sex with somebody that I regret you know that I regret you know so those were like my two stipulations had to be you know one to be a close friend and something that I didn't regret and I, I had both of, and I had both of that and so yeah my first time was very nice um you know very you know he was very patient um you know and yeah it was a it was a it was a good experience overall.
2: wow! and I will say like i had the same experience same sexual education you know it wasn't about it's not pleasure focused they preach accidents mm-hmm. over everything and they do yeah. not even touch on same-sex relations and so mm-hmm. for even though my virginity i lost to women first you know i was really just winging it like i had no <laughs> idea what the fuck i was doing i was just touching shit and seeing what felt good. um and so yeah. i totally uh, feel for you on that side sex education to 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 become a more sex positive culture we got to start at the fundamentals um sex ed now should include i mean lgbtqia plus and alphabet gang like we out here so we need to go ahead and revise that curriculum to include that because it's not just right. straight people like fucking. we fuck too and we need to know the dangers we need to know the precautions we need to know the procedures we need to have ideas you know, to make in- yeah. educated decisions on how we share our bodies.
0: And they really incorporate yes. fetishes and in certain other little stuff. I don't think we should not finish fetishes. Fetish as as just like little fetishes, like that main fetish, which is the foot. I'm telling you, because the foot is the mechanism to your whole body for real. And that's a deep situation. And I found that out personally, I found it out spiritually, and that's really deep. You gotta be careful how you touch certain parts
4: of uh, the body and stuff so that's sex education mm-hmm. people don't realize that the feet you touch some a certain part of a person's feet it'll make you get erect it will make your chest breathe it'll open up your chest your neck so you have to be careful how your energy
0: is when you're touching certain parts of the body especially the feet you have to be careful who touch your feet because your feet is your foundation to your whole body your feet give up your body is gone
4: mm-hmm. i touch somebody's feet they got hard and nutted on themselves in two seconds, 10 seconds, like, well, like shaking, take
1: my shoe off. So sex education is important mm-hmm. more and, more and more than just what people traditionally think. So it's really deep. Yeah, you know, I yeah, I definitely. I will, definitely. Um,
0: I will add, well, in terms of like kinks and fetishes that I will say that will have to be one of those things that's reserved for, like, yeah, even like yeah. you're graduating, here's a packet of what you <laughs> learn yeah. about kids. The only reason why I say that is because, one, <laughs> already having yeah. those conversations about consent is one of the things, like, your yeah. comprehensive said that. That's one of the things that people will learn at a very young age. So mm-hmm. they will understand bad touch, good touch, and understand their body, their anatomy, and all those other great things which need it. But when you start to bring in the kinks and all these other things, um because the kink spectrum is so very wide, the hey, fetishes spectrum but I is don't, so I, very I, wide. Screw what I said too, because that is for more another subject in a
4: sense. But the foot fetish is not supposed to be considered a fetish. It's really, really sex, honestly. You know and i want that to be said that that's sex that's outside of me that's outside that's the truth and i don't want it to seem like that's just the fetish. that's really sex so that just kind of just goes into sex
0: education well outside of the fetish well, engaging in the feet does have its sexual components but it still doesn't disqualify the fetish and kink side of it so it's nothing to show as a fetish it's a more of a t- t- you know of a kink or something that's something different that's Arm pits, all that stuff is different stuff. Pits, like, all this crazy stuff. Like, those are coming crazy. Not crazy, but some of that stuff really is just what it is. But like, those are different things. Mm-hmm. The foot is really sex, but it's certain parts of the body that triggers you in a whole way that a lot of stuff don't even do. Yeah, so, like. The thing is, like, when it comes to feet or any other part of your body, like, you can have an orgasm from nipple plays. Yeah. So it, it's, it's still considered sex on a level, but there's still the kink and fetish side of those. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're engaging with the person and you're enjoying the um the feels with the person mm-hmm. in the sexual experience, but there's, uh, it doesn't disqualify or delete the kink and fetish side of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can learn about feet and how feet can contribute to pleasure, the same way you can learn about that and uh, when it comes to nipples and other parts of your body. But if you're going to indulge in the kink and fetish side of things, that is something that is one, something that you have to um, do self exploration about, because not every single kink is going to fit every single person, and not every fetish is going to fit every single person. And some people may get a traumatic response after seeing certain types of um, play. Yeah. And to limit that, it's better to have that, like I said, give them a pack and say, mm-hmm. explore and enjoy, right. rather than having that something that's what the action
4: And if you're not talking about that in we'll a certain situation, what's the difference?
2: I will, I will say, I, I came to the King and finish us. I I came to the kink and fetish side as an adult. Vernon was actually my Sherpa through that journey, and I was overwhelmed. Like, I had always been curious about, you know, BDSM and kinks and fetishes, but I was too scared to even attempt to begin the process of learning because it's so overwhelming like vernon mentioned it's a very broad spectrum and everything is not for everybody i thought bdsm was demonic as fuck because that's what i was told but vernon actually was the one and it's a uh easter egg babies tt y'all remember the schedule y'all remember the episode we had our keeks where i took the uh the bdsm battery vernon is the one that taught me that bdsm is actually the most um consented form of sex because you have to trust and you have to go over hard stops you know soft stops green light whatever the safe word is what we're doing what we're not doing and to be not violated but to be dominated or uh someone sub you have to have trust and remember i don't feel safe coming out of my natural masculine aggressor mode unless i feel what safe so i learned at the bright, ripe old age of 28, that hedonism is actually not demonic. It's actually something really beautiful. Now, would 18-year-old Adrian be able to con- conceptualize that? Hell no. Would 14-year-old Adrian? Definitely not. Like, I would be probably telling my pastor that you're trying to do some demon shit. <laughs> so I think yeah. when, with education, you have to know when when to introduce certain topics. So that's why I say, the feet and the fetish things, maybe not in the core curriculum of, you know, K through 12, but maybe collegiate or, you know, like Bernice said, take a packet because, you know, think about how we learn other subjects. We don't learn algebra at three years old. We learned the building block, building blocks of algebra from the time we're in you know, kindergarten all the way up to ninth grade where they introduced it. We have to know numbers. We have to know integers. We have to know positives and negatives. We have to know the rules of numbers. We have to know that numbers and letters you know, exist in math. We have to know that one side, what you do to one side, you do to the other side. We have to learn balance. We have to learn how to check our work. These are all things that build upon themselves as you grow and as you learn. So, and I know Tyrell could probably speak to this better as an educator, you don't wanna overwhelm your pupil. But you also don't want to 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 give them so little information that they cannot yeah, yeah. or make decisions or or, or walk in their uh maturity even. You have to introduce the right amount at
1: the right time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually a personal goal of mine. I hope to actually one day be a part of a actual a actual sex education curriculum. Mm -hmm. Because I do believe like even though I don't work with kids, I do believe like kids a certain like age sets, like there is a way to talk about sex in a pleasurable and healthy (laughs) way with it being like tossing over, you know, too many lines and things like that. And the reason why I think sex education is so uh you know it's just not there is because kids are very curious mm-hmm. and they're very curious at very young ages and so by the time i think adults or guardians are ready to broach these subjects it's not to say that it's too late but it's like yeah it's like you know your child was having like those feelings two years ago mm-hmm. you know like when it was happening so you know the nature and i think that that's coming back to the nature of the topic that's where i think the nature of like this notion of virginity mm-hmm. shaming comes from because you know as you get to you know that preteen or teenage uh those teenage years you know you're having to battle with your mind with your hormones that being out of whack you're still going through uh you know puberty and development and so a lot of things are just you know not uh, out of sync and so you know when you start to question why certain things are certain things you have to have resources and outlets to to help you know in facilitating that so yeah yeah
0: yeah uh, and just to, uh, like, top everything off, like, like what I mentioned earlier with the conversation of consent, like, whenever I have, uh, have done workshops in the past, or even in my book itself, uh, I mentioned that uh, if you were to... And, indulge in sex and be under the influence of drugs or alcohol how that's against consent because legally that is definitely against You're consent. and uh whenever i educate uh, most definitely college students about that i will keep that um that response only and do not even go into the food side of things because um it, within that uh age frame uh, well, the age range you have a lot more college students who are abusing drugs who are abusing alcohol and all these other things if you give them the permission to have sex on top of that you will find a lot more sexual assaults that happen a lot more uh uncomfortable situations that they're um they're in because of um their um because the way that our culture is set up, people will binge when it because they got a the little bit of free, freedom that they have and now they're going to go crazy with it. Mm-hmm. So I don't tell people, uh, whenever I educate them on consent at the first time that this is actually an option for you to do so. But whenever it comes to a later stage are they're a lot older and they can understand the nuances of things, the differences, like the balances within it, in that the gray area, the color of the conversation. I'll let them. Oh, yeah, some people do enjoy having sex with drugs. Some people enjoy having sex with alcohol. But when they do that, they engage in those um, situations with people that they trust. So that's the thing that um, maintains that level of consent. You can't say that this person that you just met out of the blue knows with your body. They don't know when you're drunk. Don't know when you're past your limit you just met them mm-hmm. so that's why it's important to gauge the level of the person um b- before you just give them all the information there's stages for people to become a lot more welcome to it because of the young person anything could be if mm-hmm.
3: uh
0: if they haven't been exposed to it that's some that's some nasty shit right there how do you put that on even with um like playing with feet if you were to have a... Right. I don't have no problems in my life. Not for yourself. What do you think you should be Very good. I'm not finished with sexual trash <laughs> in June. Like, that's you. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. some people may find out at all. Yeah, that's me. I don't know if you
3: get That's not me. That's not me. That's not me. <laughs> I get to. where they clean dirt.
0: I like some it. people. Like, if they're introduced to knowing that that's a thing, their automatic response, like, who the fuck would do something like mm-hmm. that? And that's, that's it. Like, I'm not a normal person, period, in general. So, you know, things that happen for me don't happen for everybody. And I'm finding out after all these years. But, you know, I guess it all It varies the way it varies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I would want to know off-red. Mm-hmm. With me, you got to let me know right then and there if you're on it or you're not. Yeah. If you're right. not on it, you may on it. If you're on it, and that's and cool. I'm gonna know within five minutes, I'm gonna know one minute. I'm not gonna not know within the first minute of somebody. yeah. And that's fair, and that's that's how you engage with the people that you want to engage, yeah. With. And that's the thing like, some people don't understand that there's a difference in how other people want to engage. That's why you have to have those conversations and also be trained to have those conversations because some people still can communicate. We're all on these apps, and we know people that's on these apps cannot talk (laughs) they cannot have these conversations and it takes building that skill because communication is a skill that you learn over time yeah it's not something that you just wake up to look all babies come out the womb and then you have a point in their life when they can make a sentence they can be like mommy it hurt you know they can start communicating (laughs) like you you know it builds over time and that's the same thing with sex Mm -hmm. it's a skill so you have to unlock some certain things as you age yeah uh, and you can give somebody the blueprint at uh age 18 and they still won't know what to do with it because look some people been out here fucking since they've been 14 and still don't know how to have good sex still fair. so it's a skill mm-hmm. um now to go back on something that was talked about a little bit earlier, because uh, Adrian, when you brought up you know, the pressures that people mm-hmm. feel when it comes to losing um, virginity. And yeah, there is that pressure um, in terms of like, guys, you have to hurry up and get that done and everything. How dare you not? Uh, how you be in high school and still be a virgin? What the fuck is wrong with you? That kind of shame that guys, <laughs> you get Or Or uh, then on the flip side for women, having that restriction saying that, how dare you decide to be a sexual being? Knowing that you're a sexual being. Who said <laughs> who said that you are given the opportunity for pleasure? Um and isn't
2: it crazy how those conversations are happening simultaneously? Right. But when you think about it, if they're happening simultaneously, no one should be fucking. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's why I
0: hate double standards Exactly. makes
2: sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it Again, if a guy if a woman has to keep her legs closed and a guy's supposed to be fucking out fucking everybody. Who the fuck is a guy fucking other than other men? So why do y'all have problems with homosexuality? Come on, come on. It, it doesn't make sense. sense. if a penis in the vagina is the only way for a woman to uh, lose her vagina, uh, her virginity, not lose a vagina, just take it to the top. <laughs>
1: well, we severing whole body organs over oh yeah. here.
0: But if, if that's the only way for a woman to lose her virginity, why are we upset with women engaged with other women? It doesn't make sense, and this is why double standards are ridiculous. See? <laughs> but anyways, back to the precious. I think uh, it, uh, also something what with, uh, with Tyrell with how uh, late, not necessarily late, but when he chose to lose his virginity, mm-hmm. being later on than I can't even say normal or typical people because people lose their virginity at different <laughs> ages all the time. But there's a certain pressure on how old you can be mm-hmm. to uh, lose your virginity. Like I remember the movie Forty Year Old Virgin. It seemed like such a big deal back then. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed to kind of for the movie, but it's really not.
4: It, it never was
0: like, that was a good ass movie. It's very hilarious, but I think it was also problematic if you actually get it today, but we're not going to talk about that. But, like, when you think about that and think about all the pressure that he felt just to experience his first time, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Yeah, that is. it is. It's
2: fine. Like, before they applied that pressure, he was totally happy doing what he did. Exactly. It wasn't like he was longing to do it or he wanted to do it. He he was just doing what made him happy. And then, all of a sudden, and now he gets this new exposure, they're like, you, you never, never? Aren't you, like, 40? Bro, what the fuck? Like, and now he has to catch up? Because he's behind. Me, personally, I actually envy you, Tyrell. That you, when you decided to lose your virginity, you were completely in control. Not that I wasn't in control of mine. But you decided for yourself. Fuck what y'all got to say. I'm going to do this when I'm ready. And you weren't ready until you were ready. And when you did it, you were confident. You enjoyed yourself. And you you, you. you have a better experience. It was. I imagine that you weren't just fumbling, bumbling in the dark. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you... You were in control of what was going on. Not that, not to say that I wasn't, I'm not saying that, but I like the control and the autonomy that you took on when you were going to do what you wanted to do. I, I think that is so amazing. I commend you on that. If anyone ever tries to shame you for that, tell them to suck my big sloppy ass dick. <laughs>
0: yeah, so I, I wish I would've wed to 20, 25, Probably between 2025. 20, that was the age I would have probably wanted to weigh a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, like 2025. 20, yeah, I've like I've lost my virginity ten times. It <laughs> seemed like
1: well, <laughs> well, also like a caveat to my story really quickly is that I was also never really in like social situations like to have sex anyway, because like I was always just really like to myself. So I didn't, you know, want to be in a space to like meet people and things like that until I actually moved back um, Mm -hmm. to Georgia and, and, you know, home. Um, You know, because I was entering into like a new like uh, space, you know, there's a difference between when you live in a space, you know, as a kid and as a teenager versus like being an adult. So Mm -hmm. I was trying to have a more adult relationship with being home. So yeah, I was never really, not to say that, you know, it was just because I chose not to have sex. It was just one of those things. I was never in social situations to even have sex to, you know, even begin with as well. So that's just me. That's fair. That's fair,
2: That plays a
0: big part, so
1: shit.
2: Um, what? Four T's. We forgot about Fortease.
0: Fortease, baby, talk to us. We went on a uh, wild ass tangent and everything. How
2: you over
0: there? <laughs> uh, So what is your what are some of the pressures that um, you've seen or are aware of as relates to, you know, losing one's virginity?
4: Um, With my personal experience is more so with the emphasis on having sex with a woman, because for me growing up, I knew I liked it. I knew I liked the guys coming up even at a young age. Mm -hmm. The only thing was because I was around family members that were homophobic. I didn't get to explore myself until I was like age 23. And so basically I get I didn't explore my sexuality in the year 2020. But another thing that was that kind of hindered me was because I had suffered from social anxiety and also body dysmorphia because I suffered from weight loss at a teenage my teenage years and also depression. So oftentimes I didn't like meeting up with guys because I got along better with women in a sense. So it was always easy to develop a rapport with women more so with men even when I was during the teenage years. So that was another reason why I didn't have that sexual experience until the age of 23. And during that time, that's when I decided to explore my body more. And also, that's when I started seeking out attention from men. Mm -hmm. So the way I did it was basically I started posting my news on. Let's see, it was on X2. That's where I started off at on X2 and I had got a lot of comments from different guys. So you know, I wanted to push it further, and so I decided to go on hookup sites like, such as Adam for Adam, then also to Grinder. Don't do
0: Yeah. <laughs> I want to be yeah. there
4: so bad, but I don't got no dick. <laughs> <Try it>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about
2: that later. Going
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: I'm sorry. Oh, yo, you good? But it was a very interesting experience because during my first encounter, sexual encounter. It was with a guy that was around my age the only thing was i didn't put much emphasis on my virginity per so to speak but i was putting a lot of emphasis on validation mm-hmm. so my way of speaking sex was seeking validation from men because of course i always got attention from women but never from men so i was wondering aimlessly to just get sex from anybody really and truly speaking so I did lose to my virginity to a guy that was in the month of October at that time. And it was fine, the sexual experience was okay. It was a little rough, but I consented to that. I would take accountability for that. So once again, that was my side of being intense. I wanted something intense. Now I'm not gonna lie to you now. Ain't no sex or nothing to play with. Cause I was like, that was me just jumping into it. So of course I was just looking at porn and thought it was all gravy, but nah, that shit hurt. <laughs>
2: saying that because everybody that talks about anal, they're just like, oh yeah, you just do it. Like, you know, you gotta relax and you know, you a like baby, your anus is meant to be closed. Now again, I'm not shaming those who enjoy anal pleasure. I'm just speaking from a physiological standpoint. Yes, auntie don't have a degree, but she was pre made in college. Stay with me and I'll bless you. Your anus. <laughs> is meant to be closed. When you growling out a grumpy, you are pushing it open so that the shit can come out. Okay, so when you having sex in your anus, which is meant to be closed, you are living life in reverse. And everybody ain't with that. Everybody can't get jitty with it. And there can be pain. There can be discomfort. No matter how much lube, how much relaxation, the first time you poop in reverse, it's gonna hurt a little bit. Like it just, (laughs) it is. But As we mature and as we get into the groove of things and learn and go from a novice to a veteran, you learn the tricks of the trade and you listen to those before you that figured out the bullshit so that you can have a good time. We all need somebody to walk so that we can run, so that we can fly. So thank you Fortis for speaking on that because I tried anal and I did not make it. (laughs) And I tried it guys three times, and it was not, that's it. It's not for Adrian. Adrian Booty don't like Angel, and that's just my booty. Some of y'all booties love it, and I love it for your booties. But all I'm saying is, that shit hurt.
0: Well, I'll let Granddaddy Horst step, um, step into this one. So I have Granddaddy back. I would say, I, I agree, I agree. Um, there should, like, whenever it comes to anal play, yes, all the lube people, all the lube, people, people who do not use lube for anal sex. You're sadists. Like, but I'll continue to, do, continue to do what works for you, Love us that fit, if not lube, but y'all continue I to do whatever works for y'all. If you want, take care of yourself, that will be the main lube <laughs> right there. Do you want cut all that. Like, right, telling um, yourself. Like when it comes to engaging in anal sex, it it is important to be comfortable, it is important to, um, mm-hmm. ensure that the people that you're engaging with is just as patient as you are, mm-hmm. because um, you don't want to experience anal tearing because that is something, that is something that can bring it's
2: infection. you into infection. Disease. That
0: mm-hmm. smells horrible. Bad it's, myth- don't want that. it's a lot that happens with that. So definitely make sure the person that you're engaging with, um, again, utilizing you, it's a loop, they're patient that um, you all communicate, with each other, if it does seem to be a little bit pay, uh, painful, let them know so that they can, um, you know, be a lot slower. That they mm-hmm. slow, uh, don't, don't be afraid, home. okay? Um, but you know, to it's a, it's a, it's a vaginal play, don't just put be out here putting your dick in, in the hole. No, that's not. Make sure awesome. you take your time. Make Thanks. sure that there's um, patience. Make be sure good. there's lubricant. Um, yes, the you vagina is just lubricating. But that also does not mean that you should not have blues. Uh, so definitely inc- include looping in sexual experiences. People, it is very important. It is needed. So, um, oh, about no.
1: I was just gonna say, uh, and just to uh, you know echo a little bit what Adrian was saying is that um, you know just speaking up for all of my side sexual people out there is you do not let people just like how we're talking about virginity shaming. Please do not let people sexually shame you. Yes. you know or take that or take or take that to heart if you do not enjoy something you do not need you do not need to engage in it and that's okay and that and, and, and even if you are somebody like me like i in my first you know kind of um intimate experience i was penetrated i have tried you know the nature of penetrating i can do it sometimes or whatever that's a little bit too much about me but it's <laughs> it's one of those things that I had to learn that this is not necessarily I will I can do it every once in a blue moon, but it's not my go-to for sexual satisfaction. And so, mm. having to learn about okay, well, what are the things that I do like and I do enjoy, and relish in, relish in that, you know. So, do not feel that just because um, you are heterosexual that you are same gender loving, or you know, whatever whoever it is that you identify as, that you because of the fact that this is the stigma. Of you know the culture that you have to enjoy you know enjoy this particular kind of sex or intimacy you enjoy what you enjoy and just please do do not take to heart about being sexually shamed about being sexually shamed. Side note: a new player has moved <laughs> <laughs> She not it up, y'all. She in the same office. Oh, oh, my goodness. My goodness.
2: oh the camera's
0: pointing on oh, there. <laughs> Put you on, right? Yeah. I think Sharita's here. It's a
2: 25-28. That's an even better IRL. Yeah, I know.
0: This is where we are, people. Oh, hello, Sharita. Hi. We're
2: trying to have her Jindy. Um, so a...
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, many. And don't mind me, I'm going to just be coming in and out. Right. So I'm going to just be around. Okay. All, right. All right, Warren. <laughs> All right, oh, good. Um episode. what is something that you will tell your younger self regarding losing your virginity? I don't know who wants to start off first on that.
4: Hi Hi
2: Adrian, this is Adrian. Um girl, let that shit go. Okay, you are not a whore because it felt good. You you are not any less than you still going wherever you going when you die. I still haven't figured out where that is. But <laughs> you you God does not love you any less because it felt good when someone touched your nose. Okay, baby. Like you know, you're good. Proud of you for being safe. I'm glad you made it through. And you finna kill these hoes. Okay? It's okay.
0: It is okay.
2: You're okay.
3: That's what I would tell Adrian. All right. Who, who else want to go next? I guess I could go next.
2: Okay. Um. So I would say that. Um, wait. Hold on. What are we gonna tell yourself?
3: yourself? Oh, yeah. So it was, it's never gonna be perfect. I know. Like society puts this huge emphasis on females and losing their virginity, and it has to be this really big thing, and it has to be someone you're in a relationship with and all of that stuff. But it it's okay if that's not what happens. It's okay that that's not your story. And it is not as big of a deal as people make it, right? Did you have fun? More of it is, was it consensual? Did you have fun? Were you safe? don't feel shamed because it wasn't this picture-perfect story that you saw, like, love and basketball, or (laughs) whatever from, or, you know, as a teenager. Don't don't feel bad because it wasn't the situation where, you know, you were a teenager, but you were older than, like, some typical people lose their virginity. It was an experience, and you learned from it, and you learned about what you liked and definitely what you don't like. And it's okay.
0: I guess we can stay in this room. Well, well, I can say something real quick. Well, I would tell my younger warren to not feel pressure, you know, to not feel pressure because of society or feel pressure because of somebody that you in a personal space with. You know, don't feel like You've got to have it a certain way or a certain sex. You know, it ain't got to be a specific sex. You know, you want it to be your consent. You want it to be, you want it to do it because it's true to who you are. You'll have room to do it better. You'll have room to start it over again. But you just want to stay true to yourself when you. When you or giving yourself to somebody and I would tell myself, don't feel pressured. Just don't feel ashamed of how you do it either. Or don't feel like you gotta act a certain way. You know, so I would definitely tell myself that. And you ain't got nothing to lose. And you ain't got nothing to rush for, baby. You got the rest of the world, rest forever to do it. And like I said, you could if I found out you could do it over and over again too. So
4: hey, you know what I'm saying? i
0: tell you. <laughs> Look, I would know fact, is I don't have that nan child around you, so you cannot prove I'm out here fucking. So, you lived in that loophole. I surely do.
2: I'm, I'm getting because I'm purple than a bitch.
0: Oh, so you steal my my, my, my my spank from the sperm. You mm. gave it up little bit. Oh, hi. Oh, it's my eggs. It's
2: my stop,
3: stop. <laughs> <laughs> <each> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right, right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that <was so> <laughs> uh,
0: But uh, what I would tell Younger Vernon about music is- Take your time. Always remember that your choice matters, that consent is always important make sure that you're comfortable. Make sure that the person that you engage with truly trust uh, that you trust them. Uh, make sure that you practice everything that is related to being safe. If that means being in a safe location, ensuring that there's a condom, ensuring that there's um, uh, someone who knows exactly where you are, um, be truthful to yourself and love on yourself and make sure that you enjoy your experience and um, be kind to yourself regardless of the outcome. Um, It's about you loving you and loving the things that you do. Um, That's what I will sell young
2: bird. Fortis, what you gonna sell young Fortis now?
4: I would tell myself, my younger self, that love myself for all my imperfection. Embrace all who I am at this very moment in the past. Also, be free to be who I am and express it wholeheartedly. Don't rely on other people's thoughts or words or emotions. Just be who I am and just thrive for the best. That's what I would tell myself. And also love myself unconditionally and self-conditionally. And don't let anybody's impression dictate my life or my destiny. Mm
1: Amy I would tell my 14 year old self, I wish you will remember your wet dreams because I don't. <laughs> I don't like. I've been asked the question like because of the fact like I didn't engage in self pleasure till I got to college. People will ask me. So what? You don't remember having like wet dreams and I honestly don't remember. Wow. No, I really sure. don't. I, so when I answer that, I can't say yes. I can't say no because honestly, I just really don't remember. So just a blank I, face. I, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So, it's like, I really tell people, I really just don't know. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, I really just don't know. So I can't say if really I, it or it or it I did or if I did.
3: Like, I mean,
1: so yeah, I would definitely tell my 14 year old like, remember your wet dreams, like you know they could they could be good for you. <laughs> I, oh, I
0: remember being X-Files in bed a lot when I was six and seven and eight. So, yeah, wet dreams. Not like yeah, some of them were. I remember have a drink It my, my school classmates, and now I woke up from a school trip. I all scared. Yeah, no, it's a scary school trip. And I'm like, <laughs> a- <laughs> <laughs> wet <laughs> I was, of course, I'm sorry, because I know that was that got wild and loud, but I will say uh, for myself, uh, yeah, I definitely remember a lot of my white dreams and those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, like I know there was one when I was uh, like much younger, where the person I was engaging with had two dicks. And I was like, oh,
2: wow, how I, I, that would be in my like, experience? So you've always been a little switchy. i always good a You've been, you equal opportunity loving like me. Yeah, yeah. When it. yeah. so you get uh, mature, you become just have hard drives. Hard, heart. You wake up as hard. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. be that okay.
0: <laughs> Say like other than that, like what dreams they like if I if I would have known back then um to like just write those like in the journal, I should have, I should have. I, I know I I I remember only like four of mine, but I know I have plenty. I I, like sometimes they included like friends from high school. I told one of those friends uh, about that dream um, during high school because I had a crush on him and I was like it was a three-way and it was two dudes and a chick and yeah it was I was one of the dudes of course um and it was was good it was good (sighs) (sighs) okay anyways enough about Vernon and his wet dreams so I'm going to skip one of these questions And um, go to this last topic, the importance of not equating your virginity with your Mm self-worth. How do we all feel about that? Let's go first.
2: So I guess, me again. Um, Being, so again, I have lived all over the world, uh, but I've noticed that in the Bible, (laughs) if you have your virginity, you're better than all of these Santas out here. And that's fucking bullshit. That's not true at all. Whether you have your virginity or not, it does not dictate who you are. You are no less good or bad because your hymen is intact or your dick has never been inside a woman. You ain't got no mommy muscle. All right, that, that has, they literally do not equate to anything. Uh, they have nothing to do with each other. Honestly, to me, virginity is just a rite of passage, you know. It's not you. You shouldn't dictate like, oh, I'm not attractive, or oh, I'm not. You know, I'm probably gonna be bad at sex because I still have my virginity, or ooh, I'm better than you. I'm pure. I'm wanted. I'm a hot commodity, dang. I ain't like y'all out here fucking. Like, no, virginity has nothing to do with your self worth. Nothing at all. Mm-hmm. I will say. Uh, And I know we're moving away from that, but I mean, if your virginity was taken traumatically, that is a different story. Again, it still doesn't have anything to do with your self-worth. However, I can understand how your self-worth can be skewed because it was taken instead of you getting it. Um, But outside of trauma, your virginity has nothing to do with who you are as a person. You are no less, you're no better, you're no worse, you're no smarter, you're no dumber, you're no hungrier, you're no fool. It's just another thing about you you the importance around virginity is exactly that whatever you want it to be whatever level it is to you um so write that story yourself but do not tie your self-worth to whether or not you have or do not have your virginity
0: hmm. anybody else got anything that they would like to add on to that um i want to
2: just
3: out off of something so this idea of virginity is just like it's nonsense, really. Mm-hmm. But even when you think about like having a hymen for females, a lot of people lose their hymen even before they actually have sex. Mm-hmm. I lost my hymen riding horses, right? So it's like that's, that does not equate to anything mm-hmm. in general. So just kind of piggybacking off of what you were saying. Yeah,
2: um, for sure.
0: And now uh, to add like the, another reason why the virginity conversation is idiotic is because there's no male equivalent of breaking one time. Nope. So it's no way of like, it, it doesn't make sense. Cause y'all started that in puberty. Like, yeah, so if look. you say
2: never having an orgasm makes you a virgin, well all of y'all at four, between 12 and 14 are not virgins now. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, we came out of that. We ain't been virgins since a long, long time. Mm-hmm. like so it's like no need to have that pressure of purity on anybody or the, even the idea of modesty mm-hmm. in a sense like just because someone's out here fucking let them fuck If if it's not for you, it's just never going to be for you. But it doesn't, like Adrian was saying, it doesn't make you better than the other person. Mm -hmm. Now, if you feel as though you um, being reserved and not having sex makes you feel more superior than somebody, you need to check yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, what is it about however somebody chooses to engage in their life gives value to you? Mm -hmm. Like, How is it that another person's actions add to your value? And how does that depreciate your, like, it doesn't make any kind of sense. Like, your self worth is your self worth. Only you can provide that value of yourself onto yourself. No one else can do that, regardless of how many, what your body count is, or if you um, engage in sex at a younger age versus at an older age. None of that, in the grand scheme of things, really mattered. Is about the choice that you make for yourself and the choice that you continue to make after that. Um, and that's pretty much all I have to say on that issue.
3: Yeah, I agree. And I um I just wanted to piggyback off of that. If I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, body cow, body cow, body cow, because like I wanna be safe. But if the argument is you wanna be safe, as far as STIs then get tested with the person that you're about to have sex with. Exactly. Um, but if the argument is just, okay, well, you slept with 30 people, that means you have sex, that means you have something. So then you need to so. sit back with your stigmas and your biases mm-hmm. where it comes to sex, sex um, and STIs. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah because you get stuff for just one person do not exactly. how many people you with it could be that one person when you're settling down and can get you something that you've never had your whole life being promiscuous so that's the them still mm-hmm. stigmas that they be having that stuff is false, you that's to false and be clean as a whistle, as a whistle. Yeah.
3: well be- actually the word clean is stigmatizing
2: you uh, for well okay but you to can- be not there will be no STI's present. <laughs>
4: Yeah, you don't have to have no ST. It's all about
2: responsibility. If you're doing what you need to do to ensure the safety of you and the people you're engaging in sex with, it doesn't matter how many people you're engaging with. Yeah. Me personally, I get tested before and after every partner. So I know who's asked two beats, just me. But yeah, it's a good practice. And then
0: your mouth, you kiss, you kiss, you don't kiss everything pure all day, but you gotta kiss your husband and your wife that you know, you, you might kiss something that was a little dirty, you gotta wash your mouth
3: out. And we, and we have plenty of episodes that go into how STIs can be dormant mm-hmm. and all these other things like that. But that is the main argument I hear the most about that and to realize regardless if you do have an STI or not, like you are told, like that doesn't depict yourself well. No, but even outside of that it doesn't matter how many people you slept with it's all about if that's the fear that you have with it then do what you need to do to make sure that you're safe and your partner is safe Mm -hmm.
0: you got like uh, when it comes to your health your personal health personal safety personal worth self-worth and all that it is the self It's responsibility of the self. Yeah, no one else can do anything for that. Like uh, if you feel as though somebody out here having multiple sex partners automatically will expose you to something, then do not engage with them or educate yourself on how um, there may be some ignorance present in you so that you can recognize that, oh, wait, this person could be having sex with 18 people at the same time, but they're wearing condoms with every single person that they're engaging with. So how could they actually? give you anything Mm -hmm. you know just actually taking yourself outside of your own perspective to look into the literature or look into um the professionals the experts or even um doing your own journey of this information that's available on all these websites it's like it's out there (laughs) essentially Mm -hmm. but yeah you should not be um valuing valuing your self-worth uh, on other's expectations, or even the idea of seeking uh, validity uh, from our validation from other people. So, with that that's being said, uh, does any, before I close this out, does anyone else have any last things that, that they would like to share with the audience before I close this out? And it looks like that's a no awesome well thank you all so much for coming on to the podcast i appreciate each and every one of you uh to the uh, audience out there thank you all so much for listening to the Holder book podcast where we step out and speak on sexuality just in case no one else told you this today you are beautiful you are worthy of happiness and joy you are enough and been some You may not live up to the expectations of others, but that is okay. You are only required to walk in your own shoes. May each day you live lead you towards abundance. With that said, love you all and see you next episode. Bye. Bye.